This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Mr. Dot Commer. On WEEI.com. Of this off day podcast. Stefan Gilmore, no longer a member of the New England Patriots. He was released on Wednesday morning, or uh, reportedly released on Wednesday morning. Doesn't become official till four o'clock. So some team could swoop in and make a trade, but that's, we'll get into that later. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the move? Um, stunning. Yeah. I, I don't, we all thought he was going to be gone at some point. And then when he wasn't gone, we'd sort of, accepted the fact that he would play a half a season and then they'd go their separate ways. Apparently, like I assumed that this had sort of been broached, <laughs> like, okay, you go on PUP, we'll pay you for the full year. You're only going to have to pay, play 11 games or whatever. But, you know, I saw you blogged this. The only thing I you can infer from this is he wasn't going to return for the, the salary, like even midway through the year. And dug his heels in and bill wasn't going to give him more money. Cause I don't think this is as simple as, you know, salary cap. They wanted cap space. So, you know, what we'll do, we'll cut our best player. Like it didn't, it's not, I know that the spin is a salary cap decision. It's not, it's like there, you don't, you don't factor in releasing a star player off based on a salary cap move. Like just tell, I don't know, a random player in the roster. We're, we're changing your salary. Like, sorry. Or, you, you know, you can move money around. Like, it's not – it's not. A, and, and what do you need the salary cap money for? Well, I mean, to get through the season, they needed some salary cap money. Sure, but, like, I don't know. Couldn't you release, like, some other guy? Like, the 50th yeah. guy on the roster? I, I, I think they could have done anything they wanted. Um, this is – I mean, this reminds me a little bit – they're not as good. And, like – but he's done this a number of times over the years with these shocking October moves. And the Jamie Collins one, where I remember – I want to say it was McCordy said like it's hard to hard to figure out how you get better when you release your best defensive player or something like that. And okay, so Matthew Judon might be neck and neck, maybe Matthew Judon is good enough where you say, but basically you're releasing your best player in the middle of a season. So I don't know the message this sends in terms of a horrible message. Like yeah, like waving the white flag, we're not really playing for this year kind of thing. Um but then I, can I, but if that was the case 
why don't you just trade him last year when the white flag was already waved at that point, the trade deadline. And I know they probably wanted a first round pick, but like, when wasn't there reports they had a two, an offer of a two? Yeah, there. It's been pretty uh, widely reported. That, yes, yeah, and and I had heard all along that they could get, they felt they could get a two anytime they basically wanted to, and apparently that dried up because we've reached a point where they probably still wanted to, and I guess no one was willing. I also find that interesting that you couldn't get anything for him at this point. Like even if it's no no longer a two, maybe it's a three. Whatever it is, get something rather than just releasing him, watching him go to Tampa Bay or LA or one of these contenders and get what get. I mean, what, Tampa Bay makes like the most of the most sense in the world right now. The only thing I will say is I don't know if they could do like a three-year, fifty million dollar contract or whatever he. Yeah, but if you're Gilmore, you probably just want to play, right? Well, I, I would if I were him. Like now I'm, if it's the Rams or the Bucks, I'm on, I have a good chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You want to go to a winner you play well into the playoffs. You perform somewhat well, you get a new contract. Like that's makes the most sense for him right now. And like even fun wise. So he's going to play opposite Jalen Ramsey or he's going to play opposite maybe Richard Sherman. I know Sherman's not the star he once was, but still kind of an interesting, um, interesting dynamic. But I just... You know, I joked the Red Sox, you know, made it a, a Boston, a baseball town again for like a few hours last night after beating the Yankees and two, two hours. Bill was like, hold my beer. I'll show you headlines. Um, and then you get into this is going to be met with. So he just lost to Tom Brady. He's one in three. He had a bad year last year. I said to you off air as we were starting this, you could now argue that he allowed Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, and Stefan Gilmore, three Hall of Fame caliber players, to leave town for a grand total of a fifth round pick or whatever they got for Gronkowski in that weird trade when he came back. Like, and then the Brady compensation. Yep. No plan. No, like, I mean, the only saving face here is to announce an extension with JC Jackson, right? Like, that's the only thing I think that could kind of be a maneuver that would counter what people are but would they even do that now i don't know probably not but i'm just saying the like this is this is going to be received negatively in my opinion by everybody inside the locker room outside the locker room everywhere uh yeah what positive is there to take I, i that's my point like i don't the only way you can do is like well it is a business and if we wanted to sign jc we had you know that we couldn't have both or blah 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 that's the only way you can spin this positive otherwise you're a one in three team that just traded its best player. I mean, just released its best player. You didn't want to pay the man. Like maybe you're waving the white flag, but then the flip side of this is this is a minor difference, but like if let's just say you're waving the white flag, they would never say that, but let's just interpret. Then why are you bringing Jamie Collins in an old linebacker? Like, right. Cause if, if you're waving the white flag, then play, Somebody young, just like you don't bring Ronnie in Perkins, play Ronnie Perkins, right? Like Jamie Collins is an addition that feels like the one the year days. thing, yeah. but like the old days, like you're in the middle of the year, you got a little weakness. There's a veteran available. Boom. He's cheap. Bring him in. Let's see. But if you, if you're not really playing for this year and yeah. by re- releasing your best player, it doesn't feel like you're necessarily playing for this year. It's, it's weird. Uh, do you think he's 
he's been impressed with Jalen Mills. So we even said in the last podcast has been good. Yep. But like he's not Stefan Gilmore good. But it it's irrelevant. What I mean, you can be happy with Mills. I would like to have multiple corners. I'd like to have depth at corner. And they don't have any depth. And I'm not sold that Mills is going to be good for the next 14 weeks or not whatever. Just, like I'm I mean, just saying, like, if he was really bad, then maybe this move wouldn't happen. Um, can I give you a total side note? Sure. Totally unrelated, except it's Jalen Mills. So I don't really know how Instagram and algorithms work, but suddenly I get a lot of dog videos in my Instagram. I like dogs, I guess, and whatever. So there was one where a big dog and a tiny dog were on a deck fighting over a toy. And the big dog like shakes its head and flings the little dog off the deck. And the person in the background, I'm about a hundred percent sure is Jalen Mills. (laughs) He's in Patriots clothes. He has Patriots clothes on and they pan out a little bit and he has green hair. I don't know Jalen Mills look perfectly enough, but and the, the dog video says nothing about Patriots. Patriots. It's just a dog video, like two dogs fighting over a toy. I think it's on Jalen Mills's deck. And Jalen Mills goes, oh, that's not nice to the big dog. And like, that's the big dog. Okay, total aside. I'm not sold that Jalen Mills is a number one or a number two corner for an entire season. Um, but even if he is, you want more players that are good. Don't you want, like, they play a lot of defensive backs. They play, you know, four, five, six, I mean, five, six, seven defensive backs. Right. Okay. I, the, there is no argument to me that this makes you better is a good move. Like anything. I mean, I would even argue, is he even a distraction? Like well, that's, even, uh, that's what I was saying. The only thing you could point to is it would be a distraction, but they've already gone with it for how many months now? And I don't think it's been a distraction. And he's the most quiet distraction ever not like he's like tweeting during games or like tweet like this is bs like i should be out there like no there's been none of that and even every indication that bill gave over the summer was first of all that it was an injury not contract related but then it was always like yeah i just saw him yesterday like we're good like he's working hard like there was never like even like behind the back digs at him no in fact he bent over backwards with yeah, we've had some weather delays. Not sure who was able to make it. We don't take attendance at meetings, so I'm not even sure who's here or not here. Like, he, ba- I don't want to call him a liar, but he kind of lied to the media about that whole situation. Um, and I, we should point out our boy, Mike Giardi, who's been very tied in uh, to the Gilmore camp and so sort of this situation, said that Gilmore has zero problems with the quad. The quad is, a he's been checked recently. There is not a single issue with the quad. So this isn't health related or he wasn't going to be able to come back or anything like that I, I think he's ready so we are heading into week five weeks in two weeks I think he will be on the practice field for somebody and I think he actually does he have to even wait now I was going to ask that I it has to right he has to he's on PUP but he's cut he's no longer on anything huh, that's a good question probably a question I should have thought of before we started talking well about I was that. thinking that as I was writing that blog and now that you kind of said it, you're right. He's he's flat out released. So my guess is he can play available. this week. Why couldn't yeah. he? If, he's phys- if he passes his physical for that team, because this team put him on PUP, which means you're physically unable to perform. You failed your physical to enter camp. You fit whatever. So if he goes there and passes a physical, yeah, it'd probably be the same as a player that was like on IR and they released from injured reserve, and then that was available for any other team. Yeah, I would say he's probably available to play for any team this week. That's phenomenal. That's tremendous. Kind of a loop in the system, too, I would say. 
Well, yeah, but no, it's fair to him. I mean, no, it's, fair. it's fair to the player. Yes. Healthy. He was released. Why should he have to wait? Because that team had him on a certain list that extends two more weeks. Anyway, I think he will be playing um, as early as this week, as late as a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, I would say he's going to get a ton of interest. And that brings up the so he's not officially released until four o'clock uh, Wednesday. So you think there's a chance we'll get one of those late? Oh, somebody swoops in and wants. Well, because if you're the Patriots, don't you take anything right now? Huh. Like, yeah. Even if it's a well, six round pick, like, what's the harm? Unless it's unless it's to a c- contender that you don't want him to go to, like I don't know the Bills or the Dolphins. But like, if he's, he's going go there anyway, isn't he? Like, there's a chance he goes there anyway. It's true. Once you release him, he's free. Now I'm starting to think my wheels are grinding in here. I smell a little smoke. Is there any way this could be? I don't want to accuse them of anything here, but if I were a team and I wanted Stefan Gilmore sooner rather than later, as we just talked about, not wait out the PUP window, could I somehow wink at the Patriots to release him and maybe we can, I don't know, do business down the road or I, I owe you one, a quid pro quo, so to speak? A release or a trade? No, if I trade for him, I have to wait two weeks. If you release him, I can sign him tomorrow. Maybe down the road, I owe you a favor because you release him early. I get him two weeks earlier. Oh, so you're, you're saying this. If he's traded, he remains on PUP? Oh, yeah, I think that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the only way he can get off PUP is by being cut. And I, I'm not really sure of that. I'm kind of guessing. Yeah. I'm just that saying. Could be, that could be true. But then, like that wink team like there's gonna be half the league i would say would be lining up to put offers on well maybe he already like i saw that that former saints gm gary yeah. randy mueller yeah whatever he was saying like gilmore has to completely know what the market is what his and i think so like they always know in these situations mm-hmm. how many you know basically how many teams would be interested what the well here's another question what does gilmore want does he want a one-year deal that he can prove that he deserves a big contract next offseason, or is he going to hold out so he gets a big deal now? I think it's harder to get a big deal now. Okay. I mean, just cap space. You, and... you go to a winner and you play yeah. for a Super Bowl and then get a two-year whatever he wants next offseason. Yeah, in my – yeah, if I were him, I don't think I would push the envelope to, nope, I'm not going anywhere unless it's three years, 50 million, blah, 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 blah. I would be – okay playing for the bucks or for the rams or the chiefs seems like the chiefs are always in on every big name player that comes available these days how come these teams don't have salary cap issues i don't know ryan i haven't looked at their books (laughs) i'm just i'm just just saying the patriots always make their excuses for oh salary cap salary cap but then you have the chiefs adding every player that becomes available the bucks like those teams don't mention the salary cap Maybe those teams didn't go all in for the last five or six years and win Super Bowls. I don't know. Maybe they're going all in now and they'll have to pay for it on the back end and they'll bitch about it like Bill did last year. It's true. Uh, I, another th- sneaky, like, small thing. They have a lot of dead cap money just randomly floating around. Can you take a look look at the, that? I did not. What do you got? Bring it, to the, bring it to the table here. Because I thought last year was about clearing all the cap. It's not a lot, but it's just small amounts to add up. Cam Newton. Patrick Chung. Cam Newton, three and a half. Patrick Chung, 3.4. Julian Edelman, 2.7. Marcus Cannon, 2.6. Tony Michelle, 1.3. So it's small figures, but it's not Tom Brady's whatever it was, 16. But you add those up, like that's not a small chunk of change. No. Uh, and, yeah, uh, it, 
I wasn't really thinking of all those, like the Canon one, the uh, the Chung one. The Chung one was like a golden parachute. That was a weird deal, even when it happened. Yep. Uh, and then the way COVID and everything. So yeah, I mean, you're right. They're 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 not huge, but they're all big enough so that when you add them up, they become sort of a a notable sum of money for a right. team that apparently has to release its best player to deal with its salary cap and its finances. I, I just I think this is going to turn into a very um, this is going to fuel the critical fire around Bill Belichick. I, I, I just I don't know that there's any other way to look at it. Um, I will say just in light of yesterday, I'm glad they did this today. And if they put br- poor Brian Belichick out there as like the, the guy talking for the defense and he's going to talk about Stefan Gilmore, I'm Thankfully for him, he only had to answer questions about substitution penalties, not about the best player being released. Um, but I will be interested. So we have Russell uh, Barry's the COVID stuff from yesterday, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. By the way, they got no offensive line, but they also don't have their best player anymore. So ooh, don't look over here. Ooh, distraction, little uh, bait and switch. So we uh, I'm putting on this. We have Devin McCourty this afternoon. Is that accurate? Uh, is that on the list? I believe so. Yeah. I think Devin McCourty was one of the four players set to speak on Wednesday afternoon. And John o. Smith will be the first player to speak who has to speak before Bill Belichick. It's going to be good. Yeah. I don't think he'll have much to say on this topic. <laughs> I was not here. I was on a teammate with him. Yeah. It's going to be Brandon Bolden, Mac Jones, Devin McCourty, Josh Uche. Yeah. So Devin McCourty is interesting. He's, I mean, the comments from him, I mean, he, he has what eight, eight, nine, ten hours or whatever, a ways to go. But um, he'll probably handle it professionally. But every once in a while, he's sort of over the top honest. And I, if I'm a guy like him, that you know, I'm sort of playing out my career. Well, here. let's just think him, Hightower, Slater. Like there's a couple other guys too in that boat. Like I thought we were playing to kind of turn this around quickly, Bill. Like this doesn't indicate that. Right. So we spent a hundred and whatever guaranteed million dollars. And now we're cutting our best player, which is what we talked about all summer, like to invest all that. And I saw one theory was um, because I had jokingly said, like, his greatest leverage was the Bucs game, like not having him on the field for the Bucs as they eat you up. Somebody's like, well, you know, now that Bill knows he can deal with any passing offense, including the Bucs without Gilmore, he doesn't need him anymore. Okay, good, good luck with that. I don't really. Did you see the Florio tweet on this relating to the Bucs game? I'm not allowed to see Florio tweets. He blocked me. Oh, well, I guess I have to pull up then. <laughs> you might have an answer for me. To me, it, it didn't really make – I don't really understand the connection. Maybe it's an obvious one, and I'm just dumb as usual. Um, there's no way it's a coincidence that Belichick cut Stephon Gilmore three days after the Patriots played Tampa Bay. What's the coincidence? Well – I mean, is he talk? Is he alluding to what I just said? Like that—that's maybe the best passing offense you can face, and you—you you found out you could go toe to toe with them without Gilmore, so now you're willing to move on. Or is he saying if he had done it before the game, he didn't want to play against Stefan Gilmore? This could have been a lawyer Malloy Buffalo Bills thing where you cut him one day and he's on the uh, other team. Because if if you're the Bucks, you're signing Gilmore over Sherman, he, right? He, yeah, maybe it's that. But I, I, I don't know the club. That would be my guess, is that he's alluding to the fact that had he done this last week, he'd already be on the Bucks and would have had to face him. That's all right. That's that's probably that. I thought I was missing some, like, drama-filled thing. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's what Maybe I would... that, I guess that could make sense. 
But you're right. If if, if Stefan Gilmer was available last week, you think the Bucks would have chosen Richard Sherman? I don't think so. No, they would take well, plus all the baggage Rick, Richard Sherman still has, even though people have sort of swept that under the rug and forgotten about it. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably what he's alluding to. But right. the bottom uh, line is the Patriots cut their best defensive player, in my opinion. Weird. How does Bill spin this when he talks in a couple hours? <sighs> he can't just say we did this, we do what we always do what's best for the football team. Um in the end, we just couldn't make it work. You know, uh, Stefan, we thank him for his years of All service. Right, here's one. Do you think we get honest Bill or like prickly, like shut down every question, Bill? I think we start with honest Bill and turns to prickly Bill. I think he will say, you know, we appreciate everything he did for us over the years. Unfortunately, we just couldn't come to an agreement moving forward and we had to move forward. He had to move forward and we, we had to do that separately. Like, I think you'll get some hint of honesty. And then I do think you'll get, but that's in the past. Now we have to move on. We're preparing for the Houston Texans. We've played without Stefan all year and we'll continue to play without him or something like that. Yeah. And then, then it'll get more bristly by the, the follow-up. I just don't know how he can come out, out of this press conference looking any better than he does now. Yeah. I don't think he can now. I don't think he'll come out looking worse. I mean, I think we all, see the factors and see what's on the table. And I think it'll be received negatively throughout Patriot nation based on what I've seen. But it's also a valid question to him. Like what message does it send to your team? I don't yeah. know how to, pro- I don't know how you would properly phrase that without basically saying like you're one and three now, like you're not looking so good. <laughs> I mean, how does Stefan Gilmore, I mean, like honesty, like the, the answer he had last week, Bill, um, whatever the question was about him admitting like he was better because of Tom Brady. Bill, how are you better without Stefan Gilmore? And I, I don't know if he's going to be truthful. We're not. We'll say we're not. <laughs> like, but I, I don't know if he can say that. I mean, I would have to go back and look. Might be an, I don't know if you have your files, but um, like the Jamie Collins, yeah. when they traded Jamie Collins, how did he respond to that because it i think it's very similar well right because there are a lot of questions inside the locker room what kind of message is sent to the locker room? and i feel like there's one player that day that actually spoke out and was like kind of critical of bill yeah i think it was mccordy i think he said how can you say you're better when you trade your best defensive player or something like that it was I, somebody i, I want to say it was somebody in that defensive back room because i remember being in that area in the locker room coming away from it, it definitely was a defensive back and i don't want to besmirch his name or but in my memory anyway, it's Devin McCourty. And that's why I find it interesting that Devin McCourty will be talking to the media this afternoon in, in a similar situation. Now, the one difference is that was the Brady Super Bowl era Patriots. This this season was a question mark moving forward with or without Stephon Gilmore. Yep. But I, I do think it's interesting how they'll handle this the rest of the day in terms of moving on from their best defensive player or one of their two de- best defensive players. And by the way, the, the defense is sort of living up to its hype. It's not, I wouldn't say as good as I expected it to be. Well, wait, wait, wait. One game, one game. Well, no, they're in the top 10 in who most they, defensive look who, they, look who they played. They played the two worst. We printed t-shirts a couple of years ago for them doing this against crappy opponents, correct? Yeah, but then look what happened at the end of the year. 
Well, and that could happen too. I'm not, but I'm just saying there is hope. You were getting a linebacker that was going to add hope in Jamie Collins. People were going to fluff that up as, you know, the, a good defense getting even better. And then theoretically two weeks later, you would have fluffed it up even more that a good defense is getting a defensive player of the year back. So you're pulling the rug out from under the, the known commodity on your team, the side of your team that you think you are building around, right? Like the whole idea this year was offensive line and defense. Well, the yep. offensive line sucks. The offensive line lost two players to COVID probably going to suck even more this week. You might lean on the defense even more, except now we're going to get rid of our best defensive player. So it's interesting. Like it's, it's never boring. It's never boring covering the Patriots and Bill Belichick mid season and players and contracts and October and trades. Maybe they're going to trade for somebody. Maybe this was, yeah, maybe this was freeing up some money to trade for somebody. Or to sign, uh, what's his name? Jalen Smith, the linebacker from the Cowboys, who up until now was the shocking release of the last 24 hours. Then, then Bill stepped in and said, let me get it. Let me get a piece of this. Cowboys, you sit down. Red Sox, you sit down. I'm going to steal the headlines. Yeah. Poor Red Sox. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess we'll come back with another podcast Thursday. We'll have Bill, Devin McCourty, probably reaction around the league. Maybe he has a team by then. Um, so, and then we have a game to talk about. So Texans week, we got to talk about Nick Casario and Rex Burkett and Marcus Cannon and Danny and Andrew Yeah. The whole Texans crew, baby. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Peace out.